0: Ladies and gentle nerds,
1: what is our... Oh What's up, Oh guys? my god. It's me. I'd be so mad. And today... I'd be pissed. We're talking about how pissed he is.
0: I just watched a villager dig both, t- like both people into the ground and then just drop a cannonball on both of them and they died. I'd be irate. Just...
2: Anyways. So what is our topic... For today, you you said you wanted to talk about fighting games. I was just like, "Yep, this is all CJ's. He's gonna host. I'm just gonna fix everything later." Yeah,
0: yeah, y'all are with me. First off, let's talk about something simple and very opinionated. For some reason, I don't Wait. know
2: why everyone. Wait, you got an intro better than that?
0: You want me to intro? Okay.
2: <clears throat> guys, yeah, at least guys hate the name of the show. At the very least. What the fuck is the name of our What's podcast? up, guys? Saturday welcome back detention. to
1: the podcast. Oh, We're it's Saturday, Saturday night. Oops. Until someone figures out a better name, yeah. Apparently, we have detention on Saturday. So, we must have been really bad on Friday.
0: That's Glenn's way of saying welcome to Saturday night detention.
1: Let's talk about that.
0: So. Today's topic for Saturday Night Detention will be fighting games. Not not, not just the, the games, but things that happen in the community, things that are currently happening, or things surrounding fighting games themselves. This can come everything from base ideas for things, or tutorials, move lists, frame data, patches, whatever it may be. Our first topic on this road to hellish frame data is going to be one... That anybody just getting into fighting games, or even some veterans, are going to experience and be a little bit confused about, or possibly just interested in. And that's the topic of tutorials in fighting games. Are they good? Are they bad?
1: Are they great?
2: I mean, depends on the game, and the dev. Okay.
1: And the tutorial. uh,
2: that's, That's also true.
0: So... What's an example of a good tutorial for both of you?
2: Exar, not Exar. Rev 2.
0: Okay. And why do you say that that's a good example of a tutorial? Does Here, it teach well, or does it just kind of like break everything down, or what?
2: Here is every mechanic in the game. But you can't pass to the next thing until you at least do it three times. Perfectly. Not just, ah, I slid by. I did it perfect. Cool. Because I think I stopped at Yellow Roman Cancels, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. It's 5 a.m. I have school tomorrow. I'm going to bed.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, what would you say is an example of a bad tutorial?
2: A cross tags tutorial? Blaze Blue cross tags tutorial. It's real bad.
0: But why do you say that it's bad?
2: Because <laughs> I Look was like, how do I, how do I do this thing? game doesn't tell me, just do it. How do I do it, though? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, start smashing just- buttons until something happens. It's like oh i guess that was right
0: so we we have different reasons for why uh i i personally i agree with you Cross Tags tutorial is not uh, not the best it's in my opinion it, it's it's okay um it, it's okay for teaching you what you can do in the game but it doesn't tell you how to really do it past the first time whenever it breaks everything down to that giant paragraph which and is then- annoying
2: i don't want to read a book if i'm trying to learn a fighting game
0: my main problem with it is is so exord's tutorial is broken up into beginner intermediate advanced, which I like that, so here's your beginner stuff here's walking left and right, here's blocking, here's your basic buttons. this is what specials are
2: that's that's something I wish would go away though, however, Wa- the walking thing I don't need to know how to i I know how to how to do that. This is my forward, first video game ever. I,
0: I, I sometimes appreciate it, depending on like how much in-depth the walking tutorial is. Like, hey, this is how you can dash. This is running. So that's cool, fair. I know that this game has running. This is your um, air dash. Yeah,
2: that That's fair. Or if but like, like, you can basic left-right, I don't like basic left-right.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I don't think walking left and then walking right is really needed in the game. I don't think um, jumping is really needed either. You press up on the stick and you jump, you press down, you crouch. Cool. Um, if that's how you block in games as well, all right, cool as well, um, but I think Blaze Blue, uh, specifically Cross Tags, uh, amazing <laughs> tutorial, is more frustrating for most people because instead of breaking it down into small bite-sized bits of like, okay, this is the information I need to know, so that way I can get into the game. This is the information so that way I can grow. This is the information so that way I can go pro. Instead, it takes it all into one cake and throws it at you in the fucking face, and as it all flops against you, you're like, alright, cool, so I know how to attack, walk left and right, and tag. I love your choice of words. I don't remember anything else in that tutorial. It flops into you.
2: Yeah, because... I don't remember either, I just did the mechanic enough to go, okay, these two buttons do
0: this. And that's what I think a lot of games need to work on. That's why I think Exards is a very good example. Um, I think Injustice is also a very uh, very bad example because it throws everything at you at once and then you kind of sit there. Because your you're like, I learned that I block by holding back and I know what my super buttons are. Now, one of... The things that people have been talking about involving tutorials are fighting games are, are would you say that fighting games are easier than other games or are they harder than than other games? Like harder. what's more difficult an Fps or a fighting game?
2: fighting game? why? I have to fight a person head on. Everything's okay. my fault. If I'm playing a shooting game, I can play my team and my team could just be bad.
1: Uh, but you can carry in the shooting game.
2: You can, but if Just your like team is still trash, you can, can only go game. so far. Like, League's a little bit different.
1: I mean, but League's a whole different... A whole different.
2: Well, team. no, he, well, so, he said games in general, but I know he gave shooting games as an example, what I'm saying. As a so here's thing.
0: another thing to think about. So fighting games, yes, it's a 1v1 thing, but what about fighting games that are tag games, like Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Is that still difficult, or is that different, because you have somebody to depend on? And what about fighting game, or what about shooting games, or like other games, that are actual 1v1? What
2: are those considered 1v1?
0: difficult because... I mean, there are 1v1 modes. There's Call of Duty 1v1 and 2v2 modes. Yeah. Um, this is new to Legit made. modern, modern Warfare
1: games. It's about to come out. Yeah. It's about to have it right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. Like, for you, is are, are shooting games difficult? Because for some people, they can play fighting games their whole life, but they hop onto a shooter and, like, you watch them, like, walk forward with left thumbstick, look up at the screen, look down at the controller, move right with the right thumbstick, look up at the screen look down at the controller, move left, like... They they hit with, like, the I don't know how this controller works anymore after they just got done playing Street Fighter at a professional level. Um, so, I would, say... would you say that it's more difficult, or is it just because it's not really what you're used to, or why?
2: I would say it depends on the shooting game. I can be okay at Halo. I'm boo-boo at uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> but, like... I play Splatoon sometimes. I haven't played in like four months and I got yelled at yesterday. But like, I can play Splatoon and then jump on a fighting game and be fine and vice versa, but Splatoon's different. Mostly.
0: That's because Splatoon's more of like an area type thing. Instead of directly like all your games are kills, it's mostly just this is the area you have covered.
1: You have to legit shoot the ground to win the game. Yeah, I mean,
0: you have to shoot people too. I mean, but shooting yeah. Shooting the ground but is definitely like your main It's your advantage.
1: priority. Yeah. <laughs> shoot and the ground. I'm not, it's I'm not saying zones. that like, it's. I'm going it's after fucking
2: kills, though. I'm not hard. really going after or not turf. Hard.
0: Okay. Glenn, what's your opinion on. our Tutorials?
1: Or just, just. Tutorials
0: linked in with. Are fighting
1: games inherently more difficult than other games? I like tutorials that. Leave you, like, wanting to explore rather than piling it on like freaking pancakes. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. Here are these advanced settings. I like to, like, I like to dig into the fighting game. Like, I want to be the one to go into training and be like, okay, so I got this. Like, Street Fighter, they have, like, the different volumes. I like when fighting games do that instead of trying to put everything in one stupid tutorial well the reason why street
0: fighter has different volumes is because the different seasons whenever they come out old combos are outdated so they come out with a tutorial for new new like combos and things and that's fucking while beautiful. people are are doing stuff
2: see that's cool on the surface level to me and i'm like well wait i spent all this time learning this combo and well, like, it's um, not
1: good. yes and it's now invalid I'm like, now i'm sad Damn, my combo has become obsolete.
2: Yeah, I'm just like, well, fuck all that time, I guess.
1: Uh, for the the skill is what? did you say? Skill ceiling or something? No, not skill ceiling. Um, so
0: all right, so uh, actually, what we did today is very, very relevant now. Um, so you find so we used. I just said so like 40 times. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you did. We both. ...played a lot of fighting games as kids. Yeah. But as we kept on going... ...I played more... ...you kind of veered away and went more towards Yeah, I
1: branched out to to everything.
0: Yeah. Um, As a result... ...you're having to kind of... ...retrain yourself... ...how to play fighting games again.
1: I've actually had to do that multiple times.
0: While you're relearning fighting games... I've heard you say multiple times, this is more difficult. Um, you, you've also mentioned that, like, we talked earlier about specifically Smash Bros. Now, Smash Bros, for some people, is a fighting game. For others, it isn't. Overall, it's considered a brawler. Uh, a, in general, a party brawler. Because you you do have footies, You do have things from fighting games. But it's primarily, like, the, the main game's draw-in is party base, Which is what makes it a party brawler you find Smash pretty difficult overall I'd say but does that difficulty for Smash still translate over to fighting games for you at the moment or are you finding that fighting games are just for some reason way more difficult than if you hopped into Fortnite or Overwatch or Call of Duty or whatever
1: um it takes a while to get into the fighting game mindset for me like when I come straight from playing something like Fortnite or Overwatch, uh, if it's like Call of Duty, games like that are easier to come from and play like Smash or like even Naruto. But, um, um. I'm assuming y'all are in the same house. Yeah, we're in the same house. Oh, okay. Um, Continue i I still like fighting games you know after playing shooting games for a long time but it's just really it's weird going back and forth between them yeah definitely. but
0: do you consider fighting games so your your main thing is going from a, a shooter to a fighting game the shooter mindset sticks with you longer than the fighting game mindset yeah right okay but do you find? so if me and you uh let's say we both hop into uh the new call of duty modern warfare comes out like a week or something like that we both hop into that we both play it we're like all right this is cool it's a little bit weird you know no map no nothing like that but it's cool then we hop on punch planet it's both new do you think you would have an easier time with Modern Warfare, or would you have an easier time hopping into a new fighting game? Both
1: both games would be new to you, technically. I feel like I feel like it'd be easier to get in the uh, the fight, not the fighting game, Modern Warfare, because the Punch Planet is like going to be a brand new experience for me, and Call of Duty is just Call of Duty. Like, there's only so much you can do to change it up. It's kind of lazy. In a way. In a sense. Because you just go back to. Oh I just got to shoot this guy in the head. And do the damage. And there we go. But with fighting games. You can't just say. Oh I'm going to just shoot this guy in the head. And he's going to die. There we go. Because there's. A lot. Not a lot more variables. But. There's more to think about. In terms of like, what is that person gonna do to, to respond? Like, when we were playing Smash earlier, there were so many fucking options <laughs> to jump back on the ledge, and you had so many options to retaliate to my options. So, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, the, f- the f- shooter would be easier to get into than the fighting game.
2: I feel like okay. that's a bit of a loaded question because Glenn does not do well with a lot of options.
1: Yeah, it's when I have to think because I always, I think, like five steps ahead, and <laughs> like I want to, I want to think about if I do this, you're gonna do this, so I had to do this, so you're gonna do this, so I would need to do this. Oh, but wait, that would fail, so now I gotta backtrack and think about this. But by the time I'm backtracking, you're already doing this.
0: Now what about the games that have easy combos or easy accessibility
1: like simple mode So
0: not not just games that have simple mode So um Dragon Ball Fighters has auto combos XXX YYY BBB um, those are your your combos the X combo is going to launch them into the air the Y combo is going to push them back to the ground the B combo is going to end in a super That's that's just Dragon Ball Fighters. If you hop on a uh, cross tag, you mash the X or the Square button, you get an auto combo. I mean, these are considered accessible, so that way new people can hop into games. Do you think they work, or do you think that they just end up hindering the
1: game overall? I think they, for new people, I think they work, but after a while, um, like when new people play against people that have obviously sat there and trained <laughs> like Jana uh, it it gets fucking infuriating for them
0: so you don't think that the the accessibility overall of easy combos or a simple mode works well against anybody that's broken down the game at a point yeah do you think like that you can at least you can always do so
1: much pressing yeah. these baby combos <laughs>
0: Yeah, but do you think that it successfully draws people into the game to want to learn more, or do you think it fails at even that? I, I
1: think it it'll pull you in. You're gonna you're gonna believe like, yo, I'm doing this. This works. But like I said, after a while, you're gonna be like, man, uh, what I learned with this X X X Y Y Y B B shit, like, it, I can't do this to him. He's he's gonna punish me. And you know, for some people, that they, they may give up after that, and other people, they'll but keep trying. So overall,
0: the from what it sounds like for both of you, the main reason why fighting games are, uh, I guess, more difficult to to get access to or to get into is because of the fact of... Tutorials explain some stuff, but they kind of overload, and then you forget it. They don't really break down how to do mechanics well. And then the other thing is, is, simple mode is a good... It's a good introduction. It makes people want to get into the game, but then whenever they fight somebody who's broken down the game a little bit, simple mode makes them feel like there's no point for them to continue, and it's frustrating.
1: The auto combos, yeah, yeah. with that. But like simple mode is just, it's just trash. It should never be in games, bro. Cameron, how do you feel about simple mode?
2: Playing for Sorry, um, I feel like you can learn it to start. And then once you hit that ceiling, you gotta go. Well, but I guess it's time to learn a real combo.
1: I know some. All right. We all know someone who <laughs> plays the simple mode, and I'm like, bro, you're killing me with this. It's fresh. Call me, me out because no, it's no. not you. <laughs> <The shot. laughs> it's It's, 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 yeah. it's a You're <laughs> it's killing me shot. with this. Are, are we like? Are we just being candid? <laughs> you're yeah, fucking. You're destroying me with this. Um. You're, you're, you're doing all these combos that I took time to practice how to do. And I have to, like I said, think five steps ahead and actually think about what I'm doing. Where you could just come here and pre- mash your face into the X button 46 times. And then press a direction and press B and you'll be okay.
2: Well... So, uh, also, if you're playing with them enough times, you'll learn when the auto combo stops. You just learn to block until the auto combo stops, and then you punish them. Silly goose.
0: That is another thing. Um, so, auto combos, you obviously you can't, uh, most of the time, you can't special cancel them because you don't have the inputs that you can do anymore. So, like Glenn was mentioning, you could uh, say we're doing Marvel 3, um, your X is your auto combo, Y is specials, B is a super. You press a direction and Y, and you get a special. However, can you kind like can you cancel your auto combo with one of those specials, or do you think that it's kind of like inherently there for you to, or does it just kind of does the game having auto combos make it feel like? I'm trying to figure out how, how best to, to say this. So, say all three of us are playing. I'm, I'm playing the game. I know what to do. Cameron's learning the game. He uses simple mode. Glenn's learning the game, but he's not using simple mode. Now, say Cameron does a combo that Glenn's been, like, learning for a while. But for Cameron, it's just XXX forward Y. But for Glenn, it's XYB, down forward B, and then he presses a different special. Do you feel like that invalidates the training that you've done because of simple mode? Or do you think that simple mode is still good at that point? Like, do you, do you think that simple mode is still a good tool if a combo, instead of being more difficult, with light, medium, heavy, and then two notations, ends up being XXX... X, X, and then forward in a second button. I
1: think simple mode shits all over
0: it. So you just feel like simple mode like overall invalidates your yeah. your practice.
1: Like even when you go from simple mode to trying to practice the game for real, you're you're just gonna try to do what you did in simple mode and fail.
2: Uh that's not always true. It takes practice. You're I mean you're gonna learn the combo, you just gotta keep practicing the combo, you gotta you know what the combo is, you know what it looks like, but you got to be like, all right, I got to put in more effort. Not effort, but time. Yeah, time. Well, I, I would definitely say more effort because in, you go
0: yeah. from pressing one button oh. to pressing four to five on top of doing stick motions. Before
1: I, I I'm oh, I'm kind of old school, bro. Before I practice combos in like certain fighting games, I, I will treat them like they're math problems, or like schoolwork, I'll fucking write it down on a piece of paper, slow as shit, and then I'll, I'll freaking, like, okay, I remember this now, I know what the inputs are, let me go over to the controller, don't even turn on the TV, let me practice doing these little inputs, right, and then I'll turn on the TV and then I'll keep practicing it. it that shit takes a lot, man. That that sounds like a lot of work. I mean, I <laughs> like, I want to win. <laughs> I understand.
2: It sounds like a lot of work, though, because <laughs> you could be okay. inputting the motion wrong this whole time. You don't know.
1: I know, I, and that can happen. Overall, it sounds like that's what that third practice is for. The
0: the tutorials need work, and. It sounds like as a whole, we're probably half and half on, on whether or not simple mode should be in-games. And it seems like overall it it kind of hinders people. Because it, it sets them up for this is the combo. And then they go to do it and then it doesn't work. And then they have to practice kind of a, a new notation. Um, me and my personal beliefs, I don't... I think simple mode is bad. Overall, because it teaches you one one button layout for the game, and then whenever you decide to rip the training wheels off, you have a completely new new uh, new button layout. So. I think that simple mode is bad in that matter, but I think auto combos are at least helpful in a way, because for auto combos, you still have the same button layout. X is still your medium or your light. Y is still your your medium, and then B is still your heavy. That's still your same buttons, just each button still has a specific combo tied to it, and you know what those buttons are. If you press X, you still get your punch. If you press Y, you still get your kick. If you press B, you still get your headbutt. But if you press X three times, you get the kick the, the punch kick headbutt. So you then know that X, Y, B ties together as opposed to just constantly mashing X and getting something else. I, I think auto combos can be helpful. I think they're not awful. Um, they're annoying, but I think that simple mode overall is is not uh, a good idea, which is why it hasn't survived many games. It's in Xard 2, uh, or Rev 2, it's in uh, Marvel, and then that's... Really, it as far as I know, those are the two major games that have simple mode. Uh, there is, I think it's also in uh, fighting EX layer, but I,
1: I Man, can't what's the be for certain. that Um, can we play Mugen?
2: I'd like to play Mugen, it's a lot of setup. It is a lot of setup,
1: <laughs> it's worth it. It
0: took someone six hours to set up Mugen so that way it actually worked and not something else. Mugen also is keyboard only. All right. Never mind. Yeah, it's a bit rough. I'll take that. You out. may be able to set it up so that way you can play it with like controllers, but it, it'd require a couple programs. Uh, but both of you brought up something that was actually my next like segue slash question. So both of you mentioned how you know you're you're practicing, you're doing all this stuff, and then a patch comes out and it invalidates all the work you did. It, it shuts down the combo that you had just practiced it introduces new stuff or it just completely takes out a combo
2: rip gordo and carmine how
0: now there's there's two different ways that patches occur okay uh specifically for fighting games one way is it's a patch like every two weeks or every month uh that's usually continuous patching or what we call reactive patching um that's this character is busted. I'm going to buff it now. Then you have what Street Fighter started with and is currently running into in DBZ uh, or Dragon Ball Fighters changed into. Originally, Dragon Ball Fighters was a patch every like every couple weeks, and then shortly after the game came out, it changed over to seasonal patching. Now, seasonal patching is is one huge throw out of like buffs and nerfs and things like that. And that happens usually once a year, maybe once every nine months. So how do you feel about games that patch once a month or like once every two weeks versus once every like eight to 12 months? Do you feel that the the more rapid patching is better personally for you? Or do you feel that the longer patches play out more? Because... They they both have pros and cons, obviously.
1: I like. Oh, my bad. That you're gonna keep going. No, you're fine. I like the way. Uh, it, this is not a fighting game, but you'll know what I'm saying. I like the way. Su- is Supergiant? Giant? They want people that did Hades. Yes. Yeah, I yes. love the way that they patched their games. Uh, when it was coming out, they did like all it's these still coming tiny out. patches, and then big patch, tiny patches, fat patch. I love that shit. Okay, Um, now, just to
0: clarify what Glenn is talking about, uh, Patches for Hades, it gets patched roughly every, like, so when the game started off on December 7th, there was a patch on the 8th, the 10th, the 13th, the 14th, and the 17th. And then there was a month period of nothing. And then it went 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th and then there was a month of nothing and that's that's how they do it is is they do this small burst of patches so small adjustments they'll be like okay cool this thing is busted we need to fix this we adjust this and then they drop this huge patch with new weapons new bosses new areas whatever it may be and they adjust a bunch of stuff with that instead of micro patching and then they see how everyone's doing with the the big patch And then they micro patch everything after that for a couple days and then they leave it for the next big patch just to to clarify i wanted to like put out what exactly i was talking about um it's kind of a mix of the two i definitely think that it's it's good um but for fighting games i i think it could work cameron which which patch style do you personally prefer so I think CrossTag right now is following the uh, the pat the seasonal patch, quote unquote, which is like a couple months in between patches.
2: Sam I haven't played CrossTag since fucking. I don't remember the last time i played CrossTag. Um, both those options kind of suck. Give me a patch a quarter. Make it like semi-regular. Like i I know something's coming every three months or every four months. Four months. Okay, so you're, you're kind of with the Hades
0: months. patch as well. Yeah, like where it's like I at least get a patch a month.
2: Uh, every two to three months. Not every uh, one once a month seems like a lot. Especially because three games come out in October and I'm like, Well, I gotta play these stuff for three games. But once a year is like, fam, don't don't do that to me. <laughs> let 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 me help you <laughs> stay in business. We know. Oh, we know when y'all not working on so, this game, so, y'all so not doing her. nothing. <laughs>
0: Now this is don't this is something that uh, I I think neither of you have thought about. Whenever you were answering, what about the people that play you know fighting games professionally? Which patch like or like what patch style do you think that they prefer?
2: If uh, it depends on the game. I feel like some people are like, yeah, don't fix this ever, and some people are like, you need to fix this right the fuck now. Like, please, you're killing me here. Because I feel like... Dragon Ball... I'm not going to really get patched. They're just like, yep, it's here. Dragon Ball is
0: now seasonal patching, which is once every nine months. That's What the fuck? Or once on major character release. So if there's no major characters coming out, there is a eight to nine month period of patches where you won't get anything, there will be quote unquote bug fixes. Um, but
2: I'm fine no, with bug fixes. No buffs or nerfs.
0: And then uh, whenever a character comes out, they go, okay cool, here's the buffer nerf list. That's what this character. We'll see you guys next character. And they fucking move on with their life. So the main thing that like I, I want to bring to light, think about so there was a Mortal Kombat 10 patch that dropped right before a tournament and every yeah, you system don't, you don't do that
2: you that's something you don't do. oh, wait you... for it.
0: The patch adjusted the three top tier characters. Now people on the flight some people weren't able to get access to Wi-Fi so they landed an hour before the tournament. no patch notes no patch notes no nothing they drop they learn that bread and butters changed with cassie bread and butters changed with aaron black and the characters that they were playing and everything that they know with them is completely changed now they're stuck with that though they just paid for the flight out there they paid to go to that tournament that's it though that's 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 the end of their their line. That's the story. They're going to they can either attempt to fight it out or they can try to pull out a pocket like they they can see if they may have a pocket character that may work, but for for casuals it's a different story cuz like we kind of look at it and we're like, "Okay, cool. This is this is interesting. Like, oh, this character got nerfed. That's great." But for the pro that just got off the plane that doesn't even know that the nerf happened. Which is why I think patch notes have started to get announced a little bit early. Yeah. Um, I have work which the I think is definitely a good thing because saying. that happened a lot in Mortal Kombat and a decent chunk in Injustice. Because Mortal Kombat X, they they would load it up, they'd be like, okay, this is great. And then, like, Cassie Cage would have just gotten nerfed, and that's like 90% of top tier bracket. <laughs> um, but. So both of you both of you say you want like regular patches, maybe like once every two or three months.
2: Yeah, that, that's, that sounds about good. And
0: kind of like just updating things. How would you feel if they did one major patch to like introduce a bunch of stuff and they did kind of like mini patches to like, this character seems to be doing pretty bad, so we're giving him a couple buffs.
2: That's fine. Would
0: would that work for for mini patches for you, or is that still like you'd kind of just rather them like drop everything whenever they do the major, the major. That's patches? fine.
2: So long as you tell me th- there's a patch coming out on this day, I'm fine. Don't be like up. Oh, we'll release it when it's ready, and be like, all right, it's here now. Like don't don't do that shit. See. Don't, yeah. Don't don't do that shit. I love the fact that Hades actually
0: has a countdown to their patches. So whenever you get in the client, in the top right-hand corner, it says next patch arriving in, and it says however many days. So for example, if I hop on right now, it'll be like next patch is arriving in 13 days. And it'll have like a little teaser image of like what's going to be in the patch. And I'm like, I like that. That's a, a good overall idea, uh, personally, for me. And I think that fighting games should kind of adapt that a little bit more. Instead of the... Like, I, I get that the random, like, this character comes out... Tomorrow. Or, like, tonight. Like, that drop's fucking insane. I, I love it. The hype is great.
2: For events.
0: If, if- However... Mm. <laughs> if, you're, if you're buffing and nerfing characters along with that person... We need to talk. Because... How many people are... Currently setting stuff up, and they're they're excited and they're practicing, and then tomorrow the whole fucking world drops. See, as they, they watch tier list shuffle like it's fucking checkers.
2: If they know it's coming, it's relatively okay. If they have no idea, then that th- that's that's bad. Like, I remember there was another game that's like, all right, and we're patching the game right before Evo. I was like, or oh, you could not. Like just don't don't do that. It's not not a good idea. Like I feel like developers have they should they should know. Hey, this major tournament is coming up. We should not fuck with the game. Or or do it after the tournament, like Evo. If you want to mess with your game, do it after Evo. I could see it,
0: but for some devs. They don't see, you know, those major things, as, or the major events and things like that, as major as we see them. A lot of devs don't consider EVO to be, like, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. They, they see it, like, so for Capcom, it's definitely CPT, Capcom Pro Tour. Um, listen,
2: wh- listen, Japan and their business practices are ass-backwards in the 1950s. They need to learn to adapt. That's just me.
0: Yeah, I agree, um... Japan adapting is actually going to be our segue into the next thing that I want to talk about.
2: That thing they can't fucking do? Um, well, okay, not, not all Japan. Uh, some of Japan. So. Fucking Sony. This is a topic that was brought up
0: by Max, brought up by SageM, brought up by a bunch of people. Um, so... Japan adapting. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen. I, listen, so, I didn't watch Japan,
2: video yet. It's on the back burner. Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, I, I love going to to CDM for a lot of like informational stuff while I'm I'm cooking and things like that because I'll just listen to it in the background because I love hearing because he also like he'll respond to a chat and he'll bring up what it said in the chat, which is great because then you kind of hear what people generally think about it. Versus what he thinks about it, and then Max usually posts a video shortly thereafter. Um, but so you said Japan can't adapt to shit. They they can't. <laughs> now,
2: uh, welcome back, Glenn. The
0: netcode. <laughs> I've, I've ne- netcode is our our next talk slash uh, topic. Do you think that netcode in fighting games, if it's bad, hinders the netcode? Uh, or, not, not hinders the net code, Um, hinders the fighting game. So, for example, do you think if Smash had a better online, one that didn't require Ethernet cord and, like, you know, amazing peer-to-peer connection, do you think that it would be still the game it is, or do you think that even without a good netcode, aka what it currently is, where you'll sometimes see people teleport and or it'll just freeze, uh, it's still fine as a product? Do you think netcode is needed? Do you think that
2: it for, needs adjusted
0: or adapted
2: for fighting uh, I mean, in general, yeah, but mostly depending on the game. Like, Smash is fine because everyone has a Smash lo- local for some ungodly reason. Everyone has a Street Fighter local. That, that makes a little more sense. I, I I don't go to, well, I don't go to local period, because there are not none around. Well, there, there's some around us, but... I gotta talk to Ken FGC about that. I'm like, man, there's like six games here. I don't play any of these six games.
1: Uh-huh. I'm here
2: to support my friends this time. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tell you what.
1: I'd only be going just, yeah, for that reason and to watch. Just experience it. That's it. Yeah.
2: Like, new experiences are fun, which is something people don't also understand. But that's a topic for another podcast. But
0: do you think... Okay, so whenever Killer Instinct came out, it had amazing net code.
2: Does it not but, anymore?
0: No, it's it still does. But the game Oh, is this still on sale? Wait,
2: hold on. Is this still on sale? Hold up. Wait. Uh, you, you, and Glenn, you and Glenn talk now. Let me go check. Let me see if I'm so about to go spend $10.
0: When Killer Instinct came out, the game had amazing net code, But the game was only for Xbox. Everybody said whenever it comes to PC... I'm going to buy it I'm going to play it. Then it came to PC. Via Windows Store. And what did everybody say? It it's on Windows Store, I'm not going to touch it until it hits Steam. <laughs> now it's on Steam.
1: Uh, it's still not fucking with it? Yep.
0: But the game had amazing netcode.
1: Maybe perhaps it Fuck wasn't just a netcode. They just didn't. They were just procrastinating, and they put it off to to the point of where they just didn't want to do it anymore.
0: Okay. So what about how people talk shit about Street Fighter V's netcode? But yet, Street Fighter V is vastly considered currently one of the better fighting games. Same with Tekken. Tekken apparently has a fucking terrible netcode. Guilty Gear apparently has a bad netcode. Like all the the primary. like fighting games have terrible net codes, and the ones that do have good net codes. I mean, indie companies make fucking amazing games online. Like, if you play Yadagrasu online, if you play like Eunice, Eunice, you can have a two frame delay online. It is insane. However, you play cross tag, we don't play. Cross-tag. God, I
1: fucking hope that you love like
2: we don't play cross tag online. We don't, we don't do that.
1: Cross tag has a long line.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. We did it once, never again.
1: Yeah. So
0: why do you think that every game with bad net code is thriving, but everyone says that they still need to fix fix the net code, and then any games that come out with good net code just go straight to the wayside?
2: Well, <laughs> this is. This is just me talking because I I came back from a convention. People don't like weeb games. Not it's, all it's of are weeb gonna, games. I know what I'm saying, but for the weeb games, people don't like weeb games. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, I feel Guilty like if the, is
0: considered one of the weeb games, and that's currently the the most hyped up like thing right now.
2: Guilty Gear is an exception. Except um, for that
0: weeb game. That one, that's the that, one we that, like. That, that, one, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that one's different.
2: You, you is starting to get up there, but it's still a weeb game. Um, all right. I feel like if the local, because th- these are all mostly Japanese games, and Japan's really, Japan's the size of California, and they're like, well, there's an event going on two hours away, I guess we'll just go to that. It's like, but y'all could, y'all could play online. Why would we do that? We could just travel two hours. You wouldn't have to leave your house. Yeah, but I could just travel two hours, and I'm like, it. I I'm gonna I'm it's gonna just, leave now. It's
1: just two hours. It's only two hours.
2: Yeah, two hours is a long fucking time when your event ends at like one, and you gotta go to work or school the next day, and it's like, man. If this is an online tournament. It'd be way better. It's
1: only two hours.
2: But like, I feel like if there's the local presence is strong enough, they're like, we don't need good net code. Fuck all that. Okay, so overall,
0: right. you guys don't really agree with the fact that like people say very often that the netcode needs fixed. netcode needs it updating. needs
2: It needs fixed. No, i not saying it doesn't need fixed. It 100% needs fixed. But for Japanese games, they're going to be like, nah, they'll just go to locals. It's fine. Americans are just like, if the internet is a thing that exists, it's okay. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. All right, nope, never realm. You just uh whatever.
1: Americans are cats. To the internet. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right. It exists. That's okay. It's
2: there. Like it it What's it functions. It's there, but we don't need to we need to fix it. Why What's would we fix end? it?
0: Our, our podcast on one final, like...
2: Fam, we still got like 30 minutes. Or do we hold on to what? No. Yeah. Oh, we got like 15 minutes. Yeah. We got like 15.
0: Well, uh, this is ending what I've had stocked up for a bit. So, overall, uh, with what you guys have said, you're kind of displeased with how the, the patches for fighting games get put out. Uh, kind of displeased as well with how the tutorial feels. What is the draw into fighting games for you? Are you interested in them? Are they not interesting to you? Do you like watching them? But st- do you hate
1: playing them? I still love them. It's just a lot, you know. It's a lot to get back into.
0: Okay. Do you are, are you going to attempt to play them? Are you yeah? I'm, a, I'm a actually going. going to get into them, or are you just are you I'm kind of set back. on watching them?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep going with them. I could never just give them up like that. But it's just going to take a while, you know? Alright. Cameron now, and you.
2: I mean, I have the opposite of Glenn's problem. I had to start playing fighting games to I met you fuckers. Okay. So it's not like, well, for me, it's like, well, they're doing the thing. I guess <laughs> I should do the thing, too. Man, this thing's kind of fun. It's hard, but it's kind of fun. Right, and then Guilty Gear was like, "Here's a trailer for next year's game," and I'm like, "Man, they just made hundred eighty dollars.
1: They just want my money." Fuck.
2: Yeah. I was like, "Fuck."
1: I seen how they, they do that. I seen the
0: the black samurai dude, and I was like, "Yo, I'm so fucking far in there." Especially if they have sin in the game, I'm. It's not even a fucking question. However, the game seems to be a uh, a reboot of the series.
2: Which is fine, because no one knows the plot anyway.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. We, we kind of know the plot, but the plot's very, very loose. Uh, but... Uh, overall, uh, I think both of you in, enjoy fighting games. For whenever we all we get together and we do things, uh, our fucking eight-player smash sessions that usually end in everybody wanting to murder me. <laughs> uh, and then... Sometimes whenever everyone leaves, like, Shawnee or Glenn alone, and there's a fucking random Bayonetta spinning around and everyone's not touching her, or Glenn's being Sonic off an edge, but he somehow manages to live and everyone forgets he exists. I think...
1: I'm rolling I'm around, I'm gonna
2: just stay in the middle. I'm gonna <laughs> do what I do best and just... I'm good sometimes. Sometimes.
0: I think that the moments that, like, the, the super hype moments, like you landing a stupidly long combo on your friend or, like, accidentally killing somebody, I think those are kind of what draws people in. I It's those hype moments, the Evo 37 or like, the comebacks of, of Street Fighter with V-Trigger as much as people hate them, the comeback mechanics are what people enjoy at the moment, and I think that's how fighting games have evolved. There are wait, comeback wait. mechanics. what?
2: People don't like comeback mechanics, what?
0: People do no, uh, Comeback mechanics are widely hated in general, but people love to use them. Think about it. Every fighting game around has a comeback mechanic. The more you get your ass beat in Guilty Gear, the more burst you have. The more, you know, you use your your ally, the more resonance, uh, like, the more powerful your resonance is in tagged In Smash, the more damage that you have accrued. Eventually, you start smoking and do even more damage to the enemy. Street Fighter, you have V-Trigger. Marvel, you have X-Factor. Like
1: you have people don't like these things. things though no they
0: that's don't new they to don't me. I'm it, just like I've
2: enjoyed these. You
0: know? I I personally I love the idea of these mechanics because they create those moments of like it it is literally the anime fight it, whenever you're playing Dragon Ball Fighters and you see somebody activate burst you're like oh shit they're pulling out the stops this is the last thing if they lose this and then they slip up they're done that's it they're dead but if they didn't have that Oh no, he just hit a combo. Whatever will he do? Here
1: comes the Hiradora.
0: Yeah, um, but I I think that those comeback mechanics, and I think that 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 fun that lingers for people is by if we play Marvel and you hit me with X Factor and you land three supers, you're fucking hype. You're standing up out your seat and you're like, get dunked, bitch, and like I'm over here salty as shit, ready to do the comeback mechanic against you that's what draws people into fighting games, I think. Now, my last question, uh, I said the, the the last one was going to be the last one, but we need to draw this out a little bit hey, longer. Hey, so hey, hey, last one, one, last one, last one. Yeah. Uh, last I came up with one while you guys were, were talking. Fighting games are usually dominated by a small amount of characters that are part of the roster. For example, Dragon Ball Fighters with Majin Buu and Bardock, uh, Smash Melee with fucking Jigglypuff yeah. and other people. Do you think that whenever a character is dominating a game like that, a patch is needed, or do you think at that point they should follow their their patching protocol and let that character do as it has been and just continue with protocol? In other words, are you fine with characters just completely dominating a, a fighting game or just a game in general? Or do you think that devs should try to address them more quickly than their patches allow?
2: Um. Hot okay, so in the Yeah, hot fixes are most definitely needed. In the case of, like, let's go with me- Melee. Let's say if Melee was still. Like, let's say Melee just came out and people are like, yeah, more Fox. Soccer, I'd be like fucking fix it. Immediately. That's all people are playing. But like when I, when we were watching the Evo, uh not Sam Show's a bad example. Uh I don't remember what we were watching. There was a little diversity and I'm like, this is I like this. And then it got the top eight and it was like six of the characters were one character and I'm like, I'm gonna go get some food. So yes. it's so yes, it needs to be addressed, but let, let's give it like a few weeks and see if people can counter the meta. Counter pick, okay. yeah. We I used to play League, yeah. That's a, that's a thing.
0: Glen, if think it's
1: that to the point of where people that are not very good at the game can still do the same shit, uh, yes. Because the hard to do combos should stay hard to do. In
0: total, uh, to wrap up the things that we've we've been over, we touched on the introduction to fighting games that tutorial it doesn't really hit right with many fighting games but the few of them that do it feels great the next thing we talked about fighting game accessibility Are fighting games more difficult than shooters and in general in a rough idea we we kind of said fighting games are because it's you versus another person. You don't have the other crutches of teammates, and you can't really blame teammates for anything else. If you mess up, that's that's you. You took the L. You yeah, that's up. your
1: ass, Mr. Postman. Yeah.
0: Um, we then talked about what whether or not online in itself is important to a fighting game. In which I think our general consensus was is online is important, but in general we don't seem to care enough to apparently need it. It's nice to have, but we don't have to have good online. Which I think, if a major game had amazing netcode, I think it would go through the fucking roof. If a major game... If you didn't have to fucking go to a tournament and you could actually go to an online tournament and not fucking hate online lag. As long as
1: it wasn't fucking <laughs> Zangief teleporting, you know. You good. I hate Zangief. I hate him online.
0: You ever seen a man jump in the air and then teleport and run at you? Me neither until I played Street Fighter Five online. <laughs> I
2: was going to say, I just got done watching Demon Slayer. Episode and 14. So good.
0: We wrapped up Simple Mode as well. Uh, whether simple mode is a good thing for a game or whether it actually invites people into that game or if it's just bad overall, as well as auto combos. Uh, I think both of you overall think the auto combos are good. Cameron, you think that simple mode's kind of good. Uh, Glenn fucking hates simple mode, and I personally I think simple mode's With bad, but auto combos are a good teacher way. And our final wrap-up is, is patch... Uh, overall, how like patches go, how often patches are done, what's in those patches, and then uh, what we ended up liking about how different patch types are set up, and whether or not fighting games draw people in, and if they do it well, and if a game or if a game has a broken character, if that they should nerf that character or just let it sit. Our, our general consensus is, is let the character sit for a month or two, see if they're still broken. If everybody's picking that character and there's no character diversity, maybe patch them down a little bit, not not nerf them to the ground, but maybe touch them up a little bit so that way they're they're a little bit more even with some other people. So maybe you see more than you know two characters in top eight. What are fuck characters you- in top sixteen? Um, that's gonna wrap up our fighting game edition, or specifically our fighting game talk of Saturday Night Detention. Uh, we've talked a couple things. That's A lot of things that have been brought up in the FGC recently, as well as just in, in the fighting game uh, universe, not just the community. I overall. want Ed to be high tier. Yeah, I want Ed to not have more bugs than Mordekaiser from League pre-patch. Uh, that'd be great. I would also like if my combos were not bugs that you then fixed Capcom. Thank you. Uh, anyways, we went over a bunch of stuff. It was pretty insightful for me, personally. Uh, I know you guys kind of felt like you were just answering questions you didn't really learn much. But maybe people will be happy to learn more about how we all think. Who knows? Maybe
2: but, someone actually watched this. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just, just tweet it at SageM and be like, listen to what we had to say.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe. But... We will see you guys on the next episode of Saturday Night Detention. Um, Talking about Fire Emblem. Sure, we're going to be talking about Fire Emblem. The Goat Uh, Deer
2: Route specifically, it's already been decided.
0: Cool, then I'm set. Uh, We will talk to you guys on the next episode. I may or may not see you on my work schedule and when it happens. Uh, Just know, if you're playing Fire Emblem, best bay is Petra. She's so clueless but adorable.
1: Anyways, we'll see you guys next differ, time. Alright. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, if you like what we do here, uh, and you want to see more, you let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. You know, shit. I fuck. I, I haven't done an end card in a long time.
2: You haven't. You say you keep saying you're gonna come over and you just haven't come over.
1: Yeah, I got a job again. I'm fucking you, big boy. You didn't boy. come over
2: while you didn't have a
1: job. I know. I was enjoying living my best fucking life. Oh my god.
2: Because you still got to come help me with, with my desk.
1: I do. You never uh, told yeah, me when I'm, you want to do that.
2: As soon as possible. Okay. Probably Saturday.
1: But that's just gonna clap your cheeks, boy.
2: Cause like. All right. Well. I don't know let's, how to do uh, this.
1: Let's wrap it up in in the patch and let you guys talk about your shit.